0: Hello and welcome to the Behind the Headlines podcast, brought to you by Bristol's independent media, Bristol 24-7. My name is Betty Woolerton, and each week we bring you compelling and fascinating conversations from people all over our amazing city, delving behind the headlines of Bristol's news, culture and more. Hi everyone, this is Betty here for episode 93 of the Behind the Headlines podcast. This week I'm joined by the brilliant Meg Horton-Gilmore, who's Bristol 24-7's Head of Audience. Meg, how's your week been? Tell us what you've been up to.
1: Hello! Um, I can't believe we're on episode 93. My goodness, we will have to plan something exciting for 100. But my week has been pretty good, thank you. I mean, it's only Tuesday, so anything could happen. But um, at the weekend, I was at the Planet Local Summit uh, at the tobacco factory, which was very exciting. I did a speech, um, which was terrifying, but it seemed to go down fairly well, so that was nice. And uh, on Monday, I had a career highlight. I was asked to be the judge of the Prime Minister staff bake-off. And it really just doesn't get better than that. Somebody had made a savoury Colin the Caterpillar sausage roll, which was honestly terrifying to look at, but delicious to eat. So, um, yeah, my week's going well, thank you. How is your week going? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I want to know more about this cake competition or pie (laughs) competition who won Uh, it was the it was the meat Colin that won because it was just it was ingenious and it tasted delicious it was style and substance which is so rare Mm -hmm. but yeah there were some very good entries so I was very honoured to be the judge of that
0: yeah but um,
1: what have we got coming up on the podcast this week what would you like to chat about
0: so before I get onto that, I do think I should just say the setup that Meg and I have right now. <laughs> um, so we are currently in the garden of Future Leap, the sustainable co-working space that we are based in, um, but we have got our coats over our heads um, just for sound quality reasons. So yes. quite amusing.
1: This is the new wave of guerrilla podcasting. It is. Coat over your head podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. If but anybody <laughs> comes into the garden and sees us, they're going to think we are so <laughs> weird. Um, but anyway, yeah, so coming up on the
0: podcast, um, so this week it's been all about strikes really so far. So I went to one at UE up in Frenchay the other day where I spoke to some support staff who were striking. And then the next day I went down to the BRI where radiographers were on the picket line. So. In this podcast episode, we're going to hear from a radiographer on why they are fighting for better pay. Um, But before that, we've got our fab work experience, George, talking to the artist behind a huge new mural featuring some much-loved faces.
2: I'm joined by Lorna and Dave. Um, So this is the mural in uh, Cabot Circus, Quakers Fires. And tell us, for, for me and for our viewers, what exactly are we looking at right now?
3: Well, we are looking at a very, very big, eleven and a half metre tall mural on Quakers Lane, which is in Cabot Circus, just off Broadmead, of lots of the classic, the greats of Ardman characters: Wallace and Gromit, Ginger, Babs, Shaun the Sheep, Morph is in there, <laughs> and lots of Bristol landmarks as well. And I've got Lorna with me, who is instrumental in bringing this together. Oh, stop. You. stop.
4: I mean, Dave says that. I merely just kind of sketched an initial concept out. So it was a conversation between the marketing team at ardman and the live events team saying we really want to do a collaboration with Cabot Circus and up Fest, where we include a uh, graffiti artist or you know someone that can come down paint a mural full of our characters so uh, having chatted with them I just sketched up an initial kind of idea and concept of how to get all of our characters in one place together and how to bring them together make them look energetic and colourful and fun and then I just kind of uh, handed over a piece of paper to Dave essentially and was like off you go two weeks let's do this so there you
2: go and <laughs> um, what was the decision making behind this location what made you or what made the people you collaborated with decide this particular location
3: i think uh, cabot circus highlighted this area a great big blank wall uh, but also helpfully above some signage that just says bristol and we've added made in so it now says made in bristol which just sums up really what Ardman do creativity in bristol bringing bringing all of that together in the model making the films the animations so it sort of sums it up all in one place. yeah I
2: couldn't agree you no know, Bristol really known for it's like art and culture um, one of the bigger questions I have is how did you do it like it's <laughs> like you said it's really tall it's eleven point five meters um, what was the process like? could just you know what materials did you use what was like what was just the process of creating it
3: yeah so we, we as Lorna said two weeks of painting one very, very big scissor lift, and myself and a small team of brilliant Bristol creatives painting with me. So whenever I do a mural job, I rope in some good friends, other illustrators, other mural painters. So I had David McMillan on the team, Jess Knights, Sarah Dowling, and Tanith Gold, who are all just wonderful creatives and artists in their own right, just doing amazing things. Like Tanith is part of the Bristol Mural Collective. Um, it's just so fantastic to have those people with you by your side helping get all that paint on the wall gridding it up making it work
2: (laughs) and how did you find the process Lorna
4: I mean I found the process kind of quite hands-off for the actual painting side of it but I just think that the way that it's come together just from you know an idea that I had to suddenly seeing it here in real life on this massive wall it's just uh, it's just been an an amazing experience and I also love just being here and just seeing the amount of people walking past this wall and smiling and just absolutely loving it and standing underneath the rainbow for a selfie moment it's just the perfect little kind of easter egg I suppose to this area as well because it's quite hidden. So you're just sort of walking through the centre, and then bam, yeah. you just see this colour and just yeah. draws get more your eye. In, yeah, it, yeah, it's 100%. so good. Love it. Yeah.
2: And what was the aim of this mural? Like, is that what you wanted people to do? You wanted to come past, wanted to smile, and just you know what was the the main reason behind this?
4: Yeah, definitely. It was because we've got you know, Bristol and Ardman. Aardman's home is Bristol, and we've been here for so many years. We've worked on so many amazing films and TV shows here, Um, and we have so many well loved characters. It just felt like the perfect moment to bring them all together and celebrate the city. And you know, the diversity of the city is represented within the characters and the colours, and it is just. I just keep looking at it even yeah, just now, it's amazing, like, it's oh, just right really...
2: the suspension bridge in the top layer. Yeah,
4: you just notice more and more of these Bristol landmarks that are throughout it, and that was really important as well. Um, and I also thought it was very important to include the uh, the rings for the hospital, um, which is a nod to the children's hospital, yeah. and the relationship that Aardman have with the Grand Appeal mm-hmm. charity and yeah it's just it looks brilliant i just think that dave's absolutely smashed it and his team of course yeah
2: i guess yeah <laughs> i guess my final question is what's the future no are you planning on any more collaborations with aardman are we going to see more murals maybe wallace and Gromit, many characters have you ever thought about that still or is that a big question yet
3: um, well i'm always uh wanting to do more murals and take on more work and who knows this could be the beginning of more Collaborations with Ardmin.
4: I'd say watch this space, definitely. (laughs) I think that this has just gone so well. It feels like a really good partnership for us.
0: That was our brilliant work experience, George, talking to Dave Bain and Lorna Harrington, who are both the mural artists behind a new mural on Quakers Friars in Broadmead. Definitely one to check out if you're in town. So Meg, you've been pretty busy at the moment um, in your department team audience. What have you and Miles been up to?
1: Team audience, is always, very busy, as is everyone at Bristol 24-7, to be fair. Um, we have been organising a big old month of perks. So perks are our way of saying thank you to members for supporting our independent journalism and our social impact projects. And they include things like free beers and free donuts and discounts and deals and competitions. And uh, the reason this month is a bit special is because we have got a different perk that we are promoting every single day so we've got at least 31 perks on the site currently which is uh possibly the most you've ever had we've got some of the best perks that we've ever had um miles the other day told me that he had managed to get us a free cruise we will be sending two members on a cruise which i think is the best perk we've ever got
0: Mm, I'm very excited about this Are and it goes hoping from,
1: to win the cruise yeah Oh God. Yeah. I've entered um, it's from is it from Avonmouth is that right it's from Avonmouth to London which so is brilliant only, yeah it's only two nights so it's like a little entry level cruise um, but apparently the food on board is really good I mean I would like to be the judge of that but um, yeah it should be really fun and it's really nice to be able to say thank you to members by giving them these these nice freebies and competitions Yes, it definitely is.
0: Um, aside from the cruise Meg, what would you say is your favourite perk in this
1: campaign? Good question. I think the perk that I claim the most regularly is probably the free beer. Um, we get four free pints across the city every month as Bristol 24-7 members, which is pretty incredible considering that the membership is only £5 per month. Um, but I'm also a sucker for the um, free small goods donut with a coffee. Um, because their donuts are excellent, the filling to dough ratio is really something to aspire to for all donut makers.
0: Yeah, my definitely my favourite perk has got to be the Bristol Beer Factory pints, just because it kind of gets me out to different pubs.
1: Um, yeah, and that's how I discovered the Barley Mow. I didn't go to the Barley Mow before, and I love it. It's such a cute little pub. Yeah, it's really really nice. Amazing roast dinners. Oh, I've not had that roast dinner.
0: Oh, you need to. Should try I try it? it? Yeah, okay. really good. Okay um and i also yeah i had a free cookie with a coffee from a bagel place on oh yes, the free
1: cookie with your bagel a little bagel co do you know what those bagels are my secret hangover cure really yeah avocado and bacon bagel from Mm. that is the like the real deal i had like a kimchi and
0: cheese one i think Mm, and it was incredible they are good really good yeah so there's
1: many many good perks Mm -hmm. um Miles and I actually the other day we had a really difficult time of this because we decided to go and film a day in the life of a Bristol 24-7 member which was where we basically spent the whole day eating and drinking and filming it um, so that we could show our our members how much well or or our non-members how much value the membership offers if you if you do claim the perks so um keep an eye out listeners for that video on our instagram because it is quite funny and Mm. involves miles and i drinking many pints
0: yeah i remember i was very jealous on that day seeing the instagram stories (laughs) Um, Um, Meg, so tell me why people should sign up to be a member of Bristol 24-7.
1: Oh, you shouldn't. It's rubbish. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, There's so many reasons. I mean, obviously, the main reason is to support our independent journalism because it's so, so important for cities to have independent journalism. And in Bristol, we're really lucky because we've got more than one place that's doing great independent journalism. Um, But, you know, we hold people in local government to account We report on things that you might not otherwise hear about. Um, We've got community reporters who are based all over the city in areas that aren't traditionally represented in mainstream media. So by supporting Bristol 24-7, you're supporting voices from all over the city. Um, And alongside the journalism, you know we are a community interest company, which means that we reinvest into projects to help people. So that's like creating opportunities um, for young people we do a work experience programme every single week of the year, um, we we support local charities, we do loads of great stuff and then obviously, alongside all of that, you get your free perks which, you know, for £5 a month, it's, it's unbeatable value, I challenge anyone to email me with a better offer. Mm-hmm. Especially if you win that cruise. Especially if you win the cruise! <laughs> Whoever goes on that cruise, man, I hope that they send me a review afterwards. Yeah, for
0: sure, I'll be very jealous. Um, How do people sign up if they do want to become a member, Meg?
1: It's very simple. Just go on your um, on your internet on your device to my.bristol247.com forward slash join. Or if you're uh, there's a link in all of our newsletters, on all of our social media, um, or if you just go to the homepage of our website. In the top right hand corner, there is a link there too it's very straightforward and it means a lot to the team you know I give a weekly update on how many members we've got today it was 1031 paying individuals which is awesome it's growing quickly which is amazing Um, so yeah it means a lot to us when you do become a member Um, it really does make a difference it's only five pounds but it all adds up
0: and how do members then get access to all these perks that we've been
1: chatting about So there's a secret area of the Bristol 24-7 website that's only accessible to members, Um, top secret. And uh, they can log in there. And by logging in, they're also able to leave comments on the articles if they should wish to do so. Please leave nice comments. (laughs) Um, But you're also able to claim the perks through that um, area of the website. And we also send a a monthly email to members with all of the best perks in every month. Mm -hmm.
0: Amazing, thanks so much, Meg. Thank you for having me. So now, We're going to speak to Amanda Howell, who was a radiographer on Tuesday morning on the picket line outside the BRI.
5: So, we've been striking um, since July. Um, It was sort of the the 25th, 26th we struck last time. Um, And, you know, the pressure's building up to the strike, having been ongoing for years. You know, we haven't had decent pay for a really long time, since 2008. Um, most average earnings have gone up 55 percent whereas radiographers have received less than half of that Um, and just the the pressures and the basically we're undergoing a workforce crisis within radiotherapy essentially it's getting to the point where we can't actually do our jobs because there's so few um, radiographers um, and they're leaving the profession in droves I would say Um, I've worked here for about ten years now normally it's leaving for jobs in the private sector say for better pay now it's leaving for jobs that are less stressful or complete change in careers like becoming a veterinary nurse um, working for the tax office uh, going off to do agency as well is quite common at the moment because basically the the pay that we're getting is not equating um, to the work that we are doing and the high levels of care that we want to provide because at the end of the day we really care about patients um, and at the moment, we can't provide that high level of care, which is why we went into the profession. So a lot of people are leaving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, can you, so why did you go into the profession originally, and, and how does kind of the reality match with the expectations that you had before? Okay. So, like a lot of people,
5: just to go back to sort of what I do, because I know that um, radiotherapy is quite underpublicised, so people don't actually know what we do. We actually treat uh, cancer patients with. Um, high energy x-ray photons um, and we're involved in sort of 40% of cancer cures. Um, So essentially a lot of radiographers, a lot of radiotherapists, um, people that work in radiotherapy go into the profession um, in order to care for patients um, and cure cancer Um, and essentially a lot of us have stories about how a friend a relative at some point got cancer in our lives and that made us reflect on what we wanted to do as a professional and that's what happened to me one of my friends when I was 18 died of, of uh, leukemia and um, and at that point I sort of reflected on what I would want to do in the future because I was considering high-paid professions such as being a lawyer and things like that but I reflected on it and thought no you know to get up and love my job every day I want to do something that impacts patients um, and cares for, cares for patients essentially and, and I think we see a lot of people at potentially the worst point in their lives, um, and we want to provide that care and compassion at every single appointment um, within radiotherapy, but currently it's very difficult to do that with the time pressures and the lack of staffing, um, and it is essentially soul destroying to not be able to provide that level of care every day to a patient who's struggling.
0: You've spoken about um, understaffing and pay, can you tell me kind of what problems you're seeing day to day in your job that is making you feel like you need to strike?
5: I think in the workplace because there's general pressures throughout the NHS it's very difficult um, to treat patients appropriately when they can for example get to the GP to to ask sort of normal questions about their general health so a lot of the time we're firefighting those sorts of concerns and trying to signpost into the appropriate healthcare service, um, and doing things probably above and beyond our role, which puts additional pressure on us. Um, one example would be a patient couldn't actually get in touch with their stoma nurse in time, so I ended up helping them and cutting up a stoma bag, which arguably is completely above and beyond my you know, remit as a professional, um, although I did contact them and make sure everything was okay. Um, it's pressures like that and just general questions like you know I've, I've had swelling in my leg for a really long time but we're actually treating their lungs it's actually got nothing to do with what we're doing um, and it's trying to help them with those concerns before we even get to what we need to do in a ten-minute appointment essentially
1: mm-hmm.
5: um, so that's an additional pressure I think the additional pressure as well especially within radiotherapy also talking about a very specific sort of subspecialty is um, the technology is um, improving so quickly, that we as professionals need to stay incredibly up to date with our professional development. Um, so, a lot of radiographers do that outside of hours, outside of their own time, outside of pay. Um, they take uh, master's modules in order to stay up to date. Um, I know, obviously, in radiography they, they do a lot of uh, reporting modules and things like that, and in radiotherapy, we're doing things like um, leadership modules, you know, to essentially improve. Our leadership, but also um, to improve the service generally, we do a lot of um, sort of project management qualifications in order to help that
0: happen um, so it's just pressures in terms of that as well. are you worried that this strike is affecting patients' care?
5: Um, so essentially at the end of the day we did not want to strike at all um, when we organized a strike we carefully thought about what life and limb cover we would provide, um, so we provided a month beyond what was advised, um, so it's only patients who it's not going to impact their actual cancer care, it is just going to slightly delay waiting lists, although we will probably just work harder to make those appointments up. Um, I think we've done absolutely everything we can to avoid that point, but it, you know, within our profession it is getting to the point where we can't provide that care anyway. Um, and that's why we're striking. You know, we had lots of meetings, we all sat around a table and just talked about the strike and how we felt about it. And a lot of the discussions were around, if we don't get more staff soon and sort this workforce crisis out, we won't be able to deliver service anyway. You know, um, I know a lot of you know, teams were sort of about five people. Um, now it's sometimes three, some days on the odd day it might even be two. Um, so essentially, we just want to carry on delivering that care, and that's why we, you know, stood
0: here striking. If you had a message to the government and to Steve Barclay, what would you say? Um, just to come to the table and start negotiating with
5: um, the Society of Radiography um, about pay restoration and you know we do just want it in a realistic time scale and really what i would like is a realistic workforce plan about how they're going to recruit more radiographers within the service because that means we can actually carry on
0: massive thank you to everyone who was up for chatting to us on the podcast this week and also a big shout out to george who was our work experience who you heard earlier in the podcast he has been brilliant um so yeah thanks everyone and see you next week Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Bristol 24-7 Behind the Headlines podcast. I've been Betty Woolerton, and if you do want to support independent journalism in Bristol, please do consider becoming a member for just £5 a month or £45 a year by heading to our website, which is bristol247.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.